This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey Gordon, how's it going? Well, Doc, it's it's going until about fifteen minutes from now, at which point it's going to stop going in spectacular fashion. Doc, you well, know. you know, for our listeners, and you can't see this. I mean, Gordon's now coming here with his water wings, his hat, his towel, his short pants. I mean, and his Hawaiian shirt. I mean, he looks ready for the beach, Gordon. I am. Well, the beach might be a bit far, but I'm heading for the pool. Yeah. So, yes, I uh, will be at the pool, I, I like to think, before uh, before lunchtime, Doc. Yeah. No, that's it. It's been a good year in many respects. Um, we've certainly enjoyed each other. We've had some great guests on the show and some great topics. Um, you know, I say it's been a good year. Obviously, it's one of those kind of bizarre years. I don't quite know what to make of the year in retrospect. So I'm going to rather try and make more sense of the year in, in foresight, you know, um, yeah. I don't know if you picked up over the weekend, but Des and Dawn Lindbergh's autobiography uh, has just been published. <laughs> and I love yeah. the title uh-huh. um, of it. It's called Every Day is an Opening Night. Okay. And it just, I think that kind of positive affirmation that every day you get up in this marketing and advertising business of mm. ours, it's like opening night. It's showtime. Yeah. You might have had a bad show yesterday, but today is showtime. Yeah. So I think that's that's the spirit with which I'm going to engage this yeah. year in the knowledge that when I wake up on the 14th of January or whenever it is that we, we decide to wake <laughs> up again after our Rip and Winkle <laughs> weeks, um, I'm going to be following Desendorf yeah. and Big's advice. Every day is an opening night. That is great. I didn't see that, Gordon. That's great. But I think you've made the point before in terms of what's attracted you and kept you so interested in the sector is the people. You know, the work itself, but I mean, you the energy, the people, the the niceness, the good guys, the good ladies and all that. And, and I think one of the, the, the 
things you spoke about is perhaps, you know, the last two years and, and we know the work from home and back and forth. And, and so you missed that and that personal contact. And I think you're right. And I think um, Disney have got that expression as well. You know, that when you step out on stage, that character dressed as Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or whatever, you have to put on your game face. You know, and part of leadership as well, I mean, it's, it's well written and well documented is how do you show up? You know, how do you pitch up? And I think that's the, I guess the message, you know, is every day is opening night, every day show day. And also, you know, that for a lot of times people would ask you and, and, and marketers out there, media people would ask you a question to which you've probably answered 20, 30 times it's the first time they've asked that question and yes. i think that's the challenge you know is to put yourself in the other person's shoe and, and answer it with gusto like it's the first time you've answered the question so yeah, i think that's a brilliant observation and i think that's the acid test at the end of the day you know if you can maintain your enthusiasm or record enough to recognize that in another person who is mm. at the same place you were at that stage, mm. that's a that's a great formula for for triggering a, a positive kind of mindset. But you know, some of the guests we've had on, um, which really impressed on that, were uh, was Kotsa Taledi, the the lady on draft from YFM. We had Lundi Koisan, we had Boipela Mabe, and I think we tried really hard this year to concentrate on young energy and young mindsets and that for me was was really uh cathartic i i enjoyed having those young people on the show it was it was brilliant yeah. and i love the energy and i love the commitment and i love the sort of pull up your own bootstraps kind of mindset which i think is is what this country needs you know it's uh, absolutely gordon and i think we've over the two years of our show and and you know we went through our, our 100th episode a little earlier this year with with uh Ava Maroke from from Cantor. we've always spoken about young people and, and and you've made the point that sometimes you know it's mentally young as well staying agile you know staying fresh and staying in the game so it's not just a physical thing and i think we spoke i think it was when bishop a while ago about ageism in in advertising uh there was that that article that came out where uh, globally the guys were saying, I don't know what the number was, 30, 35, you're kind of a little bit old for the game, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to talk about that because that's one of the things I want to focus on next year is mm. the third, I think it's the third iteration of the MAC Charter, the Marketing Advertising Transformation Charter. Mm. And I think this is the third time we're going to have our last chance to get it right. But this time <laughs> I think it is actually going to be the last chance to get it right. Um, and the timing, I think, is very, very good because one of the major drives around the world is uh, through the World Federation of Advertisers, DEI, report mm. and a major study they've done, diversity, equity and inclusion. Mm. They surveyed 10,000 uh, people in the industry around the world from 27 countries. Mm. And, you know, there's a staggering insight that comes out of it. One in seven of the people that they interviewed in the industry would consider leaving their company or the industry itself because of matters of exclusion, mm. whether that's gender, whether that's sexual orientation, mm. um, whether it's racial, but one of them is ageism. So it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm quite excited about the prospect of finally <laughs> getting to play the, the you know the the age card. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I can be a victim. Um, my problem with acting like a victim, so I don't feel like one. Yeah. So I don't quite know how, I how any advice out there, please tell me how to get a victim mindset. <laughs> I don't know how it works. So, you know, for me, as I said, every day you've got a chance yeah. to up your game yeah. and I don't care how old you are. If, you're, if the quality of your thinking yeah. is world-class, then that's really what we need to get is 
ourselves into a point where we recognize and reward quality of thinking, not yeah. quality of demographic. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. I think, you know, it's that opposite to that agile sports saying, you know, about a young person getting chosen for a team and people would say, but he or she's too young. The comment is, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And obviously, in, yeah. in, in the, the opposite is true as well. If you're good enough, you're young enough in, if, if, if one's looking at agile. But I mean, speaking of young people, we also had uh, the Young Marketers of the Year. We had a whole lot of Sarusha Pele from Discovery One it uh i chaired that that committee and that was great as well also young energy from a marketing side people running some bigger brands and people running some smaller entrepreneurial brands so that was wonderful and then also one of the other highlights of course was uh the category of of top market of the year where benny samuels from mtn won that category but included in that was tulani sebeka from uh, standard bank kensi nubanda from uh, nedbank heidi brower uh, Hollard and Doug Place from uh, from Nando's and Nando's went on to win to win uh, you know organization marketing organization of the year. So so we had some really great people on the show. I mean you know that uh, and I think following on the previous year we've almost got better if you like the second year round with with guests and and just superb people talking about really relevant topics. Yeah, and you know I, I, and I think those if if I have a slight regret is that we did not perhaps build enough time in for ourselves to unpack it. When you get a, a quality marketer in here like Bernice Samuels, mm. I mean, it's a little bit, of, I mean, it was brilliant that she was here, but it's a bit of a, bit of inverted commas, can I say waste, mm. that we didn't manage to to delve deeper. So I, I would like perhaps next year, and, and maybe again to the listeners, let us know how you feel about it, but I would like the next year round when we get the marketer of the year to have a little more time where we can deep dive into, let's say, you know, your, give us your top five mm. points. Um, you know, yeah. what, what, what's good marketing all about? And, and, and we can kind of spin this educational platform a little bit more because for me, education is going to be a critical part of transformation. I said it many times this year. Mm. There's no transformation without education. Mm. If you put somebody in a position to do, a, you know, to do a job and you don't equip them to do the job, that's not transformation, that's abandonment. So yeah. I, I would like us really to deep dive when mm. we get a Hardy or a Doug mm. Place, there's another kind of characters in here. Yeah. It's almost a waste not to have extracted a little more yeah. and, and to add that into the into the education pool. Yeah. Um, on the media side, we have some great characters as well. Um, and I was trying to think, what was the one sort of thing which kind of tapped into my mindset this year it's been a, a very rich media year in terms of data mm. but i can't really think that anything has kind of stood me on on my head and made me think about things massively different bar one issue cross media management which i'll talk about but the one and, and perhaps it's it's limiting to talk about Dashni Villacazi in terms of media only, only but as the CEO of me, uh, mm. Media Shop, she used a phrase which I've written down plenty of times since then, cognitive diversity. Mm. That's the challenge at the end of the day. How do we get people to think differently? Having a tattoo mm. of a frog on your backside is not creativity. You, 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 know, you need <laughs> to actually get it up from the arse into the brain and, and then articulate it and that will make you look really, really groovy. So I love Dashney's uh, cognitive diversity. That's my big mission next year is how do we foster mm. cognitive diversity in terms of the guests we get and then also perhaps just building a little more time for ourselves mm. to unpick the minds of those you know yeah. five-star guests that we got absolutely good and i think you know if i look at and i mean i've just got the list of of our guests in front of me and just skimming it in no particular order most if not all of those guests you almost feel that 30 minutes is too short you know they, they've mm. all got 
a story to tell, multi-level, multi-layered, whether it's research and insights, whether it's art and art media, whether it's a personality, whether it's someone who's written a book. I mean, James, James Lapperman from UCT, you, co- you, you authored one of the chapters. I mean, fantastic book. Now, that's an example uh, where I think you've got a series of, of works sitting within that book because it's a great book. Uh, your mate Ryland Fisher wrote a book. Uh, Jeremy Maggs wrote a book. Now, to, to have Jeremy on for 30 minutes, you're almost just scratching the surface of, of which year. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the challenge with a lot of these people, including the youngsters is their story their their fears their aspirations their path you know so yeah one of the one of the ways maybe we can rejig our show going forward is to um have the 30 minute as an entree almost and then d- delve down but again you know for our listeners out there please advise give us your view you know it's not just us coming up with an idea we hope we come up with you know good ideas that, that suit you but certainly one of the tricks of a market is listen to the market Absolutely. you know don't do what you think is a good idea 100%. so if you have advice for us please we want to share not our story the story of our guests who are fantastic. I mean, Gordon, we did 55 episodes this year. You know, It's, it's been a busy year. And, yeah. and again, I think maybe that's why I, the Doc and Guru part of me thinks of this as being a really good year, a really positive year. And when I step out of this, I recognize it's not been that necessarily for everybody. Um, you talk about Ryland Fisher. We talked about, you know, why we need a better South Africa. And I just happened to be chatting this morning on uh, – Ashraf Garda's show champion South Africa about that very issue, you know, and I'm I'm kind of contemplating in my mind what what do I need to do to behave, to feel like a champion and behave like a champion when the people who are leading me are not behaving, you know, they're behaving like losers. So and and that's not just South Africa. That's mm. Boris Johnson, mm. Joe Biden. I mean, mm. how 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 do you how do you behave like a champion? How do you feel like a champion when when all the evidence out there? being presented to you makes you feel a little bit like a loser yeah so i think that's that's a challenge I, you know that's we need to maybe also talk about the positive mindsets there are people out there coaching um into this space which i think would mm. be an enormous contribution sort of feeling like a winner yeah. and you you got a much better chance of winning that's a fact you're listening to the dark and the guru proudly brought to you by infinity media Yeah, it's, it's you know it's it's almost I mean there's so many theories on on and and work that I guess we've experienced uh, either theoretically or practically in terms of of sort of locus of control you know in other words how many items can you control how many do you have somewhat influence on and then how many are, are kind of out of your control and I mean I look at you know the, the one of the ugly parts of, of the year with the riots in the middle of the year we, we know yep. about that we had brand essay in here we we spoke about that now that's an example of the system failing the average citizen and I was you know and I I, I, I think maybe on air quite outspoken about that as a citizen of the country mm-hmm. you know I've done everything I was asked to do. I think the elections at the end of this year threw up a few very, very big surprises. Certainly, I was, I was surprised. I didn't think I'd see those results in my lifetime uh, in a democracy yes. based on numbers. Uh, and then, I mean, just the last uh, point on that is, you know, the president's got COVID at the moment. And so we wish him well that he can come back and, and run the and, and run the country um, into a better 2022. And I think we all want that. I mean, all people want is just a great place to live. You want to feel safe, Gordon. You want to have job. I mean, the unemployment numbers are, are catastrophic. They're the highest they've ever been. So that's not good. And not only people who are unemployed, people who are unemployable. You know what I mean? So that's the other issue. You look at two years of, of lost education. Lots of kids don't have online. 
Yes. You know, we think every kid can just zip on on, on Zoom or Teams. Are we, are we living in a, in a dream world here, you know? Because yeah. today data, access to te- uh, telephony. So there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. Uh, but I think from our point, my, my point is, the what, what do you control? What do you influence somewhat? And what perhaps is at an arm's length that you hope somebody else who can influence it yeah. does that positively? And, and, you know, so coming back to that issue of, okay, what do I do about it? Because you, you, be, you, you get to a point... Um, which is a feature, for instance, of depression, where it, the weight of depression becomes so much it literally immobilizes. You can't move off a couch. So mm. sometimes in the political and socioeconomic fear, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm being overwhelmed. Mm. I'm, I'm being immobilized. And it seems to me that the answer is to engage. So you might remember we talked at one point about Parkrun and Bruce Fordyce. Mm sent out a newsletter, which I found quite inspirational. Others thought, oh, my goodness, we're not winning. Mm. South Africa has the second worst average finishing time for park runs in the world. We have an average finishing time of about 42 minutes and 30 seconds. I find that inspirational because what it means is everybody in the community is getting involved. Mm. Other people thought, well, you know, that's not good. How can we be the second worst in the world? I don't want to be part of a park run where only the guys you know, finish yeah. in 15 minutes yeah. get recognition. I want to be part of a community where the guy coming last yeah. gets recognition because he's participated. Yeah. And so when it comes to things like the Mac Charter, just listening to the narrative of young people out there, they're, they're already beginning to posture in terms of this isn't really for me, this is for management, this is, you know, I don't do this kind of stuff. Guys, this is your shot at it. Yeah. You, you've got to do this stuff. You've got to engage. Mm-hmm. And whether your voice is the most articulate and the most listened to or the least articulate and least listened to, have your say. Mm-hmm. That is the only way we get to feel like a winner when the evidence suggests we're losing is by participating in the game. And uh, the Olympics for me, or the Paralympics particularly, is is the inspiration. Mm. Yeah, look, I'd all we'd all like to be Usain Bolt. We'd mm. run for glory, you know, mm. magnificent. But I find my most inspirational moments in that whole Olympic scenario is watching the Paralympics because mm. that is the true spirit of, in, of engaging against the odds. Yeah. And there were guys at the Paralympics who came last – but for me, they just had winner written all over them. Yeah, no, absolutely, Gordon. And I think you know, it's 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 all of that, I guess, mixed up in this melting pot of South Africa. You know, so in other words, you know, you're talking, uh, and we're talking specifically in in our sector of marketing and media. It's like voting. If you've got the right to vote and you choose not to, then who are you going to blame? You know what I mean? So you've got to get out there and do your bit. And I think that's the message you're saying. You know. Yep. Uh, make your voice heard understand firstly what you're going to say you know try and have an understanding before you just open your mouth that's also quite advisable um, and then and then make a contribution build on it you know build other people up and it's all of that stuff you know without us now getting on a soapbox and becoming like one of these motivational speakers you know it's just a lot of the stuff is common sense but as you mentioned earlier, you've got to get off your ass and do it. You know, yeah. you can't think about it and just yeah. not do it. And all of that applies uh, with the obvious exception of rugby referees. Please <laughs> stay out of it. Okay, as we, we get back to the important things uh, in the world. It's the end of the rugby season. It's in the middle of the football season. Please, referees, just stay out of it. There's nobody who's interested in watching you on television, with the exception of your mum. Right. <laughs> and I see your guys are winning now. I see Arsenal's uh, doing okay. You are hanging in, you know. We, we, we've got a shot at Europe uh, next year, which I find exciting. You better just make sure the draw's right there. Make sure yeah, the guys, well, who, yeah, who, right. you know, who you're playing. <laughs> well, I mean, we always get UEFA to do redraw until we get a 
someone we like, we can play Brentford 17 times. Mind you, we lost to Brentford, so that won't help. Um, yeah, that UEFA draw was an interesting discussion point. Um, and, and Chiefs, I think, were also beginning to, to settle down and, uh, and look good. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a great sporting year. And uh, from a media perspective, there's, there's a couple of points going forward, which I think are really interesting, which you want to cover next year. We're going to hopefully start off early next year with Reggie Lamala from uh, the SABC talking about you know, their plans going forward. That's a big one. Mm. And with digital uh, migration being an issue, so we, we'd like to unpack the, how that whole digital migration thing works. We've talked a little bit about the diversity and inclusion, but I think with the MAC Charter next year being launched, that's crucial. We've got an opportunity now to take the global learnings. There's a global template, a global research study, and of the 10,000 who participated, I'm not sure how many were in South Africa. I would really love to see that unpacked at a local level. Media, going forward, the number one mission from a planning and marketing perspective is that issue we talked about before, cross-media measurement, yeah. holistic view. So the data this year was beginning to contribute to the holistic perspective. We had the, the radio data, the RAMS data coming up, but it's one step short of the final offering. So next year, it's going to be about holistic uh, audience measurement. And if we're not doing that, if you're producing data that is not holistic and does not conform to a global best practice, then you're going to fall short of, of the, the hurdle of excellence. So those are the big issues for, for me going forward next year. I'm, and I'm really looking forward to it. And again, to the listeners, thank you for your time. Thanks for the suggestions. Some of them uh, we've implemented. Some of them uh, are unimplementable. Uh, <laughs> but we, we welcome those ones as well. Um, and Doc, thank you for, yeah, just it's, we, I think we've, we were enjoying it. And, we, and I'm feeling like a winner here because I know that however few or however many people listen, we're contributing, we're in the game, and mm. there's nothing more we can do than buy a ticket for the game and get stuck in the game. That's all we can do. Absolutely, Gordon. And again, you know, thanks to, obviously to you and, and your knowledge and depth and contribution. And, and I guess as we've always said, you know, let the marketers and the media people work together. Uh, let the creative people work together. We've been big advocates for that open communication. You know, the yep. silos, uh, the, the world is spinning too fast these days. You know, it's just too complex for these silos. And then, and then also from a research insights point of view, you know, I've made the point before, it's no use having this stuff and not using it. You know, and I've seen it. You know, I've seen it uh, in practice where people have certain access to information but choose not to and then uh, wonder why they hit the iceberg, you know? Yeah, and, and that's something I, I chatted about with, with a colleague last week, you know, talking about... A lot of people want to know if, if what, what is this current crop of young people like talent perspective compared mm. to what we were like 45 years ago. So mm. The answer is they are brighter and, and more, in many respects, more articulate and more informed than we are. All of them know what they're doing. The problem is most of them don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We need to spend more time explaining to, to mm. strategists why they do what they do. Mm. We've got to get it upstream because if we don't get it upstream, we're going to fall f uh, short of the World Federation of Advertisers benchmark standards in terms of uh, the shift in the Project Spring Initiative to outcomes based. If mm. I can't, if I don't know why I'm doing something, no amount of efficiency will turn it into a value contributor. Yeah, you know it's interesting, Gordon. I mean, I wasn't planning to make this point, but just listening to you, I was chatting to a very, very big. South African company uh, representative the other day, and and she was saying to me one of their drivers 
is to actually marry the expertise of the older people with the enthusiasm of the youth. Now, it sounds pretty simple. She's saying, but the, the, the two are very, very different. They're different in age, in outlook, in mindset, in whatever. And, and she was adamant to the point that they've both got value to add, and I think we can accept that. It's now the how of how do you bring, and how does both parties respect the other party? In other words, how does the young person think and honestly believe they can learn from a person 20, 30 years older, and how does the older person have the patience and will to, to actually want to teach a young person? So that's quite, and what I'm talking about, I'm talking a massive African operation here. You know, I'm not talking about a small company. So if they can get that right, geez, that's, uh, that's certainly something. And again, in the conversation, I never thought that we would get, uh, that wasn't the point we were discussing. It just came out. And she said, no, actually, I want to just dwell on that point a bit. So that's that's interesting. I love it. And I think that is the perfect point on which to leave the year with an open invitation to anybody out there who's looking for a forum where we can, can use the skills because the, the diaspora of skills out of South Africa is really quite unsettling and, and quite distressing for me. We have got a skill set. How do we marry it? And this would be a great forum. So if anybody's got any ideas out there, how we turn the Doc and Guru podcast into a forum for getting the skills back into the industry and, and, and getting the passion back into the industry, this, this is the place to do it. We're open to all suggestions in that regard. So I'm going to leave it on that high point. And to the listeners out there, thank you so much for your time. Guys, have a blessed Christmas. Have Whatever your faith, may you find peace and joy with your family in the coming weeks. Thanks, uh, Gordon. From my side, I can't add much more to that. If you are Christian, um, hopefully you find that peace and, and quiet time over this holy time of, of Christmas uh, into the new year. Um, and let's, as Gordon says, and, and I guess a lot of us people, uh, a lot of people say, let's look for the positive. For me, it's been a wonderful year. Gordon, thanks very much for your time, your insight, your your value add. Uh, to our listeners out there, please be part of the conversation. We always say it. Listen to the Doc and Guru. Tell your friends about it. Be part of the conversation. And until next year, I'll see you then. See you then. Ciao for now. And so there was another episode of the Doc and the Guru Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.